And Georgia Snow. I want to see. I want to see too. I gotta say, deja vu. Just different network. You were supposed to bring balance to the force, not destroy it. You were the chosen one. There's a lot of pop culture references in this podcast. Man, I love it when a plan comes together. Uh, how about we do? Uh... I of course am. Watch out, Johnson. I've seen it all the time. To my left is Steve Brigham. Big brother of the family. Is our mascot. Sprinkle a little crack on him. Let's get out of here. You actually remember? Might remember this guy. He's been in the quarantine box, but For now about a year. He is not. He's quarantined no longer. I'm allowed to escape. Christopher Bristow, the old man, is live in the studio, and of course, in the quarantine box, we still have one that is Cat Go Google, Katarina Thermoscara. Align the uh, thing up a little bit more. Which part? The back screen on this side, and then transfer. But you can, yeah, move, yeah, move that, and then. Where do you want it? Over a little bit, so the black's going. There we go. All right, and there then go. Transfer. I can't see. Transition. Top button. Yeah. There we go. And yeah. then over here, over to the Facebook side, scroll all the way up. There we go. It's been a while since he's used OPS. We're working out the kinks, man. That's okay. But we also want That's you to pop over here, move the mouse onto the main screen. We want you to pop on over to pjwh.com where you can find... No, leave it here. Scroll down. And uh, you'll find all the videos of the highlights of the best moments of this podcast. This yep. might be one of them. And then you'll also <laughs> find... <laughs> <coughs> All of the best podcast right here, and of course, I forgot to upload Lug Nuts, but yesterday's Lug Nuts was absolutely hilarious, and that'll be up there shortly. And you can also contact us, find all about us. You can leave your name, your message, find us on all social medias. There we go. It's been a while since he's... And That's what we sound like. The audio works. Uh-huh. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> always has to test out the audio, and it was Catco Google. And, uh, of course... <laughs> Besides PJWH.com, we start off this podcast the same time, uh, same way every week, and that is with the nerdy news. And tonight, DC rumors shot down Lucasfilm Civil War, French Revolution with robots, the most expensive game in the world, and more on tonight's Triforce podcast. And we're going to start off on the main story here on the top end, which is Ready Player One. Uh, Ballantine Books announced Ready Player Two is set for November 24th release date. You can pre-order now. It'll be a direct sequel to the original novel, not taking any of the changes in the story from the movie. Uh, Ernest Cline did finish writing the sequel before the film wrap production. He uh, says in this article that he remembers seeing that they were, you know, getting into production and everything. He's, oh, I gotta wrap this shit up. And he hammered down and he got the second one out. Now, that's good and bad. It is. Why so? Because if you're rushing yourself, you're not giving yourself you may not be giving yourself the creative time to let the story expand, you know? Let yeah, your ideas really? ruminate. <laughs> oh my god. But it We're gives still you time to make that meme, you know that, right? Absolutely. It has to. We already got uh, Kel- uh Kelly and Cat. They had the uh Eight bit gif off. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a gif off. I was the only one gift. <laughs> you were gifting. Everybody gifting. I still think the mohawk from SLC Punk would have looked good. A Maybe. gigantic blue mohawk. 
with the whole mah, 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 mah. that would have been hilarious but that's my own comedic mind <laughs> I tell you who doesn't have a comedic mind it's the uh, person in the next story um, Neil Gaiman is updating Sandman for the, the 21st Sand. century for Netflix okay. so he has he's a, he has two different uh, he's adapting the story to two different formats we playing this um, you can just turn off the sound. It's just, this is the, um, bottom sound. Got it. Um, this is just the little teaser for the Audible, which is the first version that he's doing, which is going to be, you know, letter for letter by the comics. And they're trying to go through all of the, uh, of the comic books in audio form this way for Audible. And by the end of it, they're saying that, when it's finished, it'll be about 100 to 120 hours of audio drama. That's a lot of uh, hours. And that's a nice binge. Like, you know, you and I went through the Game of Thrones on Audible. Mm-hmm. That would be a nice one to just mm, sink your teeth into the story. Because that is going to be like you're reading the comic, just in audio form. The okay. other one that they have is he's doing one for Netflix. Um so the Netflix one is going to be the one that he's updating to this century. He's trying to look at it as if I was starting off Sandman in 2020, how would it go? Yeah, how would it work out? What would the origin story be? So I kind of like that. You know, I think that that is a good way to do Sand the Sandman because the comics fans <laughs> absolutely love and cherish. So now, if you cherish them, you have the audio form. To where you're driving in the car, you're working out at the gym, you can listen yep. to the Sandman all the way through. When they're done, it's going to be a great story. And then you have Netflix to where they're donking everything that they're really kind of selling. You know, as far as Netflix as as a streaming service, they're they're uh, leaps and bounds ahead versus Disney and CBS and all the other ones right now. So. We don't mention Netflix. Well, you can call them Viacom. Le- Bleep that. Viacom. Just call Viacom. Viacom. Well, that's the parent company. Yeah, Viacom. Viacom's the parent company, so just call Viacom. Um, but honestly, I'm really excited, especially when comic books get a, an interesting kind of uh, for, different format. Like the next story, a different comic book uh, that got adapted to Netflix that did amazing. You can play the bean footage. And, uh, oh yeah, already did it. So... The Umbrella Academy season two, it, they dropped the trailer. And season the trailer one this is, it was really good, so amazing. I still have to finish season one. Season two is premiering on July thirty first with more timey wimey fun. In the trailer, we see uh, you know a very nineteen you know seventy sixties rather uh, vibe. They obviously jumped. Uh, well, spoilers for you, but they jumped in time. Klaus now has a cult. Uh, of course, that's very Klaus. Yeah, <laughs> Allison. Well, this Luther. guy still forgot about leg day. Yeah, Ben. <laughs> Diego's in a mental hospital. It's very large Vanya, top, five. but like, dude. I day. love this, and the I, I gotta tell you, the reason why I love this is that. There we are, Gerald Way. Not only create uh, created and wrote. The comic series, he also laid out the blueprint as to what's happening in the graphic novels. In the article it says he laid out like 18 sheets of, this is where we're going. This stuff, not even released yet. 
So he's telling you where they're going. And he even says that they've been, you know, the people at uh, Umbrella Academy and Netflix working on it, they've been like, hey, what's the, when's the next issue? What you got, what you got them? You got any, got any more of them issues? You, you got some more of them? And that just spells awesomeness because now they know what seeds to plant in the series to allow you to go through a second time and be like, oh, shit, that was there? They have, that is they have, they have an unofficial approved narrative to follow. Yeah, and that's great, man. Uh, Walking Dead kind of did some. Well, they diverged from the comic, but they really embraced it. But one of the cool thing is I saw uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was signing Negan Lives copies. Yeah, and the second run of them already sold out. <laughs> and he's hand signing. This man's signing like four hundred fucking copies of a that's, comic book. That's a They're probably in Katarina's shed right now. But he's like. Acknowledging and thanking every Can we not fan. We're not king shaming, we already said this <laughs> <laughs> So you can look out for Umbrella Academy Releasing by the end of this month, July 31st And uh, I'm really excited About this one This next story is Well, it does have a little bit of uh, Things you could be excited for um, Essentially, the DC rumors That a lot of people have been hearing um, They're reportedly shot down Scooper and writer for The Rap, Umberto Gonzalez, took to Twitter to educate. And you can scroll down here in the article and you can kind of see where, uh, at the, uh, keep going down past the ad. There we go. So you start off with the DC rumors. Um, he won, Zatanna movie is in development. And it, uh, Mr. Chokey, Azara Miller, is still said to be the Flash in the Flashpoint movie. Okay. He confirms those. So. You know, Flash just has a little bit of a kink fetish with choking people. But, um, okay. The Batgirl movie set in development is not going to be like Batman Beyond. All right. Uh, JJ is not rebooting the Justice League. Mm. He says okay. that's uh, Fugazi. Fugazi. Ah, eh, whatever. <laughs> tomato, tomato. There's no Constantine <laughs> movie. <laughs> There's no Constantine movie in development. Huh, at this time, which is a shame. Um, there, uh, The WB is not talking to Ryan Reynolds about the Green Lantern. Huh. He'd be, uh, nice no kind of talks at all. Uh, Batfleck is not getting an HBO Max series. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. And nothing is happening with Superman. Yet. 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 Yeah, the mobile I, operator. They seem so yeah. with the whole Superman thing. I think they see how good Henry Cavill is. Oh yeah, okay. and they don't want to walk away. Honestly, they're gonna let him do whatever he wants. With right. Superman, I feel that they're waiting to see how the Snyder Cut does in twenty twenty one. Yeah, that sounds fair. Mm-hmm. It'll allow everyone to play chess with that movie. And Zatanna is a perfect character right. for a live action movie. She's just a perfect character. The Zatanna expert in the quarantine box, of course. Um, But that is the perfect thing. And Zara Miller, he did play a good Flash. Yeah, he did play a good Flash. In his own quirky way, he did a good job with it. I'm absolutely uh, excited that Mike will play a very good young Flash. Yes. You know, meeting up. That's going to be great. And if you get Michael Keaton for multiple movies, multiple at least appearances, you can really kick off HBO Max once they hit Amazon and uh, Roku. Once they make it available for people to download. 
Yeah, you know, and not Anywhere. just oh, we still got your uh, shitty ass HBO. But <laughs> another H, uh, another Warner Brothers. Uh, here we go. Uh, an, oh, that's so amazing. Figuring out the tablet. Uh, another thing that's going on with uh, WB is a certain Batman TV series, and I use the word Batman very loosely because it's Gotham PD is currently in development at HBO Max, and it will be a prequel, they're saying, to the Matt Reeves Batman movie. WB hasn't confirmed the timeline, nor uh, the word of a Robert Pattinson appearance or not, but supposedly it's going to be showing how uh, deep the corruption in Gotham goes to where... I gotta say deja vu. Just different network. You know what I mean? Just that's all. That's you already all. had this show. And for the most part it was good. For the most part. You know, it's like eating a sandwich. The Riddler, Two Face, they were all in the cradle together. Yeah, all right. They so all went to the same elementary school. They didn't have check those teachers. Something screwy going on. It didn't on have the team. best are, are story. Are you recording bats in the cradle with the silver spoon? <laughs> oh, I suppose I am. I stumbled across it. Brilliant minds still, like, I suppose. I still think it. One, it could be good, even though it is a premise we've already seen. This could give um, Westworld Jim Gordon. Uh, what's his name? He was in Westworld. He's also in Last of Us too, but uh, oh my god, uh, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Jeremy, oh god, no, Irons, not Irons. No, that's that was Alfred in uh, Justice League. Um, right, I was just guessing. And Watchmen, he was uh, uh, Ozymandias in Watchmen, and he was fantastic as Ozymandias in Watchmen. The old guy that for some reason liked to have two clones trim his pubic hair. Is it? Wait, Did we watch the same show? No. Did you want to talk about clones <laughs> trying to <pubic> hair? <laughs> we can. We can if you wish. But uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright. There we go. Jeffrey Wright. Yes. He's great. I mean, you get Jeffrey Wright in there as Commissioner Gordon in a Gordon yes. PD, maybe have a Robert Pattinson, you know, cameo at the end of your series showing, you know, maybe that your final season of that have it be year one. Because the movie is already his first you know, he, it's not his first year, but it's still in the beginning. And we're kind of seeing how he's making it as a brilliant detective. So I I believe in the movie, if it has good story legs, that it could pull some numbers and it could put butts in seats. Yeah, for, from an HBO Max perspective, we'll probably get a more grittier version mm-hmm. than what was on Fox, which is the only reason why I will invest some time into it. Because oh, they'll say fuck. More than once. Damn, that's great. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> More than once. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm fucking in. <laughs> there we go. But HBO Max, I think there's a lot of pull there. Home boxes, uh, home box office max. You know, that's what they're going for. The so home max box stand office for something else as well. Home box office to the max. Yeah, so they're taking the movie and theater, stand for and that's always. Stand for no. But that's always been HBO's standpoint. Okay. Is my point in a roundabout way of going about it is that they've always wanted to bring film quality <laughs> to the TV, and you yeah. really see that with a lot of their series. Given Game of Thrones money to you know a Gotham PD or a Green Lantern Corps show, that seems like a good move. Yeah, there's there's being rich, having fucky money, and being thrown Game of Thrones money. This is Game of Thrones money. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it. And then, you know what? You're going to have that. And Jamie Rodriguez says, Hola, all. 
Hi. Thanks for joining us. And one thing uh, you will be saying is, uh, I don't know, buenas tardes, or see you hopefully never, (laughs) (laughs) to one Kathleen Kennedy. This story is New England clam chowder soup. She looks like she's about to cry. In yeah. that photo. Well, we're about to find out why, but this is New England clam chowder <laughs> thick. All right? So, rumors say that the Dark Lord of the Sith, Kathleen Kennedy, will be stepping down from the head of the Empire and uh, starting her own female-centric production company. So, the detail comes from future uh, ruler of the Earth, Lord Doomclock, a YouTuber, scroll down, uh, he's uncovered a lot of stuff, and Cosmic Book News says that they've actually met him at conventions and uh, 100% verified his sources. But Kathleen Kennedy is said to not be renewing her Star Wars contract. And the concept for uh, the future is a little bit... The, the force is very cloudy right now. Because there's a civil war happening in the Lucasfilm community. Well, not community, the company. Between Kathleen Kennedy and they did say that most of the execs or higher-ups in uh, Lucasfilm right now are female. The a, Her right-hand person sent out an email saying, hey, Kathleen's leaving, she's not going to renew her contract, but if you want to you know, join up, let Miss Kathy know. Ooh. The so assistant like- referred to her as Miss Kathy. I found that very irritating. Miss Kathy, that Miss Kathy. Our is that is that a step people? down from a Karen? You'd be Mister Matt. But so so it seems like just hear me out. It seems like the folks at Disney chose a false prophet to do their sequel series. Yeah, they they invested in Lord uh, Palpatine, but there's the fraction <laughs> between Kathleen Kennedy, the separatist, and those who are loyal to George Lucas in the Republic. I feel. With, I feel <laughs> With John Favreau and Dave Filoni, I feel that this is a perfect line for. You were supposed to bring balance to the force, not destroy it. You were the chosen one. <laughs> now this is very. This I'm glad you stopped at this part right here because this is interesting. Because nearly a month ago, sources notified Lauren Doomclock that a big meeting had taken place between the future of Lucasfilm between Bob Iger and Bob Chappick. The Bobs met about the future of Star Wars, and who wasn't there? The role of Bob. <laughs> it's the two Bobs. Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Master and an apprentice. Bob Iger stepping there down. There can only there can be only two. Be two. Yeah. That's it. The role of Bob. That's really makes sense why they took over Star Wars and Lucasfilm now. They'll be even more that powerful now because they're both named Bob. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy's over there saying, strike me down now and I will become more powerful than you could ever imagine. <laughs> and the bobs are like, no. <laughs> but Lord Doomclock was informed that Kathleen Kennedy never misses a meeting like that. So that is leading a lot to believe that Unless she's going to be stepping down. you are not invited. That's very true. <laughs> Those those invites go out, and sometimes the people that are enough. troublesome get removed from said forwarding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, Miss Kathy, I'm sorry, you're not invited to this meeting. Maybe she was outside the door, and she's like, "But wait, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm head of Star Wars. What do you mean I can't be in there?" The Bob came in, in and the they said, "What, Karen? Exactly." <laughs> 
do you do here? <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm a people person. I talk to the clients. Work out well for her. <laughs> I'm going to burn the building down if I don't get my stapler. Being an intermediary <laughs> gets you nowhere. Where are you going? Nowhere. Has <laughs> <laughs> anybody at your job ever said you had a case of the Mondays? No, what? No, I if anybody said that. that to me, I'd beat their fucking shit. I think <laughs> someone get their ass beat. <laughs> wow, that was aggressive. So, I, uh, office space jokes aside. Uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? Star Wars. Oh, right. Sorry. Their names were Bob and Bob. Look, I can't resist. I'm sorry. I can't help anyway. myself. I've been planning that joke all day. But... <laughs> Actually, longer than that. So, Star Wars is reportedly going to reset the sequel trilogy as if it never even existed. Thank like you. it should. So, uh, the concept to reintroduce uh, the or to reintroduce this next saga after the original trilogy. So, the only is, downside. It was found from Star Wars uh, Rebels, which is uh, the concept of the Veil of the Force, which allows you to pretty much you know muddle with time. So how are we going to be able to give... Oh, so they're just going to make it all timey-wimey, like Star Star, uh, Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, we just went back, and now we're at the... We're going to do all and, that over uh, again, and you're going to pay us. We're talking about going back in time. Timey-wimey is Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, it's just a good way to describe it that we all understand. Yeah, it's a very neutral term to where if I say timey-wimey, you're like, oh, it's just obviously very confusing so, time stuff. So yeah. how, how are we going to give... It's like Perjanger. We defined that. I don't remember we what the hell we said that. it was, but we we defined it. It's still... Infatuation. Yes. There we go. Which, um, in regards to resetting the sequels... Yes. How do we say goodbye to Carrie Fisher now? Her daughter? That I mean, I understand that, and the CGI will take Dig her, her up. but it's not a true... Yeah, no, no. Leave her, leave her. No! No! no. <laughs> Come on, we can do a James Brown tour for six months after he was dead. I mean, I don't... He well, didn't want to give the money back, so he stayed strung around. Really. You know what? I uh, understand with people being unhappy that they may want to do it over if it wasn't the way they originally wanted to do it, but sometimes you just kind of have to play it where it stands. Now, what if... And there's so many different stories that they can tell within the Star Wars universe without having to revisit something that was already done, even if it was done not to the standard that people had Now, Kat, what if they unzip George from the freezer next to Walt and <laughs> they pull him out and they let him do the sequel trilogy that he wanted? Because that is a rumor that's going around as well. That would be awesome. Um, we're talking George Lucas. Lucas. Yes, yes. Lucas. Not Walt Disney. George Lucas of the prequel. Thing? Yeah. Yeah, no, George uh, Lucas, the creator of all things Star Wars. Yeah, that. Guy. Or later, the not the guy George Lucas in Kansas who runs a tomato farm. Not Are that you guy. Sure? That's yeah. Later, the question he runs a tomato farm. <laughs> <laughs> later, the question will be, what is your favorite George? I mean, that would be an end segment <laughs> in itself. We might have to put that as next week's end segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember how everybody kidding. felt when the prequels came out, so I don't know. It doesn't it's a matter. Great it idea doesn't to matter. have him in charge of that too. <laughs> what I would like to see, and you know, I'm not a big one for the expanded universe. 
But some of those writers and some of those stories are so lauded to this day. Why not bring in some of those to see if they can make a script? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what they come up with. I mean, a lot of comic book writers have worked on, like, Maul and Vader. Like, my favorite one is the uh, uh, Page of Vader. And he's, like, surrounded by rebel troopers. And he was just... I just remember his line is, All I'm surrounded by are dead men. And Vader just unleashes. You know? That kind of writing brought into the Star Wars universe under the right leadership, I think, could be <laughs> very good for the series. I think you get John Favreau, Dave Filoni. You get those yeah. two as the lead. You know, the two lords of the Sith and guide the Empire. That's not a bad decision. That is what I want to see Star Wars because they're both fans. And Filoni was George Lucas's apprentice, literally for Clone Wars, and then he did Rebels. He learned from Yoda. Himself directly, you know. Who right. else would you, you know? Who else would you trust? It's probably the reason why we have Baby Yoda. Yeah, the child. And Baby Yoda will teach us Before all. Before you get angry comments, the child. The child. Baby Yodes. So I tell you what else is coming besides more Baby Yodes. It's the next story, which actually just broke today. Cat, oh, you finished Clone Wars. He has yet to see these guys pop up. But Star Wars, the Bad Batch animated um, series those announced. Guys don't look like Scroll down to the pages. That's just them talking. Um, but it was announced animated series is debuting in 2021. The series will follow the elite and experimental clones as they find their way in the immediate aftermath of the Clone Wars. They will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find purpose. Dave Filoni will be executive producing this. Um, and I really like this because the Bad Batch all have certain uh, things that are enhanced. They have different ability, you know, right. and they're literally just a Bad Batch of clones, and they're just the misfit squad that, you know, kicks ass and takes names. Mm-hmm. You see them in the final season of the Clone Wars, and get them being a. I see this as a bridge between Clone Wars and Rebels, Katarina. Do you? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That was gonna. Hit right in that sweet spot. And I'm all for it, man. 2021 can fast enough. I love them because they're all quirky and they all have their different, you know, they're, it's that it's classic. Like they're the A team. Yeah, um, it's that classic right. Star Wars formula, just like the A team. God, that's a good pull. There's a lot of pop culture references in this podcast. Man, I love it when a plan comes together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pitiful. The only Hannibal I would follow. I wouldn't follow the other one. Lecter's a bitch. He he isn't a good cook at all. <laughs> Don't trust it when he asks you if you want beef jerky. Does he call you Clarice? Here, I'm cooking beans. He keeps Five. it short for Claire. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're familiar now. Okay. He's calling you CJ. Probably the only Murdoch I would trust either. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one person that I would trust is that's the main guy of this next story, The Boys Season 2, not Homelander. Um, uh, I was talking about Butcher. 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 Well, kind of. I wouldn't trust him completely. Especially his plans. I, I, you know, translucent, R.I.P. Goddamn. That was a horrible way to go. But, didn't really go well. The Boys Season 2 trailer dropped and uh, in the trailer we see Butcher and the rest uh, they're now uh, the focus of a multi-state manhunt. You go up to the trailer and play that. Um, 
And they're the focus of a multi-state manhunt. And we see everything that you want in a trailer for the boys. You know? They're all wanted. You have new heroes being introduced this season. And even, they were talking about in this article, that different musical uh, like moments with a new character, like with this, and even with uh, Umbrella Academy, there's different n- new things that you introduce that really affect, you know how you see somebody, you know, like Homelander, everybody thought is like Superman, and then you found out his kinky mom fetish. Where's yeah. The, where's the sky call? That's the other screen over there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Elizabeth's shoe, though. Well, you just have to go... You're going to have to stand up. Someone's going to have to stand up and walk around. Because the show has to stop until Kelly shows up. Ugh. Maybe we can convince Link to move out. My way. I'm not gonna go over that cool. So while he gets to uh, gets Kelly, we see a little bit more of the uh, the trailer here, which we'll probably get copyright claimed on on YouTube. But that's okay. Um, we see a lot of the Still new action. Stormfront. You know, I, there's a lot of really good characters. There's the milk fetish. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> he has a thing for mother's milk. You know, it's it's. Oh, and close out the side screen while you're over there. The options. I forgot to do that. That's so much better. We could see a lot more of Katarina. And we'll be seeing a lot more of the boys okay. when they pop back on. And season two will go bigger, have more fights. It will also expand on the characters that we know and introduce characters that you didn't even know you loved yet like the guy just joining the quarantine box one hour iron kelly yay you're not gonna limbo over the cable no i am not limbo lower now (laughs) no thank you sir (laughs) as we exit full screen here and the boys kelly have you watched season one Uh, a boys? Yeah. No. Really good. It is really good. Don't watch it with your kid. Um, There's a rape scene. And a rape (laughs) scene, yeah. When the first episode says nudity, rape, and, you know, that really catches your eye, and you're like, what the fuck am I about to watch? (laughs) But, man, (laughs) the rape scene uh, seems mild compared to, like, the first moments of the boys when Mm. you encounter the speedster. Okay. Yeah, it's that's very early on in the first episode. You're. I'm warning you about the two <laughs> things that are really cut. Well, I warned you about a lot about the boys. Really, uh, probably too much. But why we'll be looking out for that one, like this next story, which is Kingdoms Kingdoms of Amalur Re Reckoning arrives September 8th. For uh, scroll down right there. That's that beautiful bean footage. Uh, hit the sound. But. It is being released on September 8th for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. And But wait, there's more. Hmm. Uh, not only are you getting this remake, they're also making an expansion pack for the game. Fate's Worn, and that's coming in 2021. You're getting DLC of this cult classic game that everybody loved... And then, not only are they remaking it, they're adding more content on top of that. Huh. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely love this game. It's a great RPG. Just the amount of just depth. You'll sink 
hundreds of hours into. It's fantastic. I couldn't recommend it more, and you definitely want to pick it up when it hops on the shelves September 8th. All right. And another thing you want to watch is the next story, which is Werewolf, the Apocalypse, Earthbound. It, we actually get a little gameplay trailer here. And Peggy 18. Absolutely, Peggy 18. Because it's all about werewolves in the, in the apocalypse. Uh, Earthbound, uh, Earthblood gets a gameplay trailer. The players will ship between wolf and human form to take out both traditional and supernatural enemies. Scheduled to drop February 4th, 2021 for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Series X, and PC. Hmm. I'm surprised this game was never, like, never truly thought of beforehand. I know! Because, like, It's such a good concept! You have werewolves, you have a whole bunch of other lore, but... The only other game that actually explored on it was, um, what was that game from Telltale? Oh, um, Werewolf. Like. Wolf Among Us. The Wolf Among Us. That Wolf Among Us, which was touted and very, I think it even won some awards and stuff, too. It, it was did. Really good. And I it heard a really good game. get a second season, but then, you know, yeah. RIP Telltale. <laughs> Telltale went. Shame. I really like their product. They had a great product, man. They took storytelling and playing. I was video always game looking forward to their next uh, game. And I mean, well, especially this yeah, one, they Werewolf. Were easy, they were easy at one hundred percent. The too. combat that we yeah. that we see in that gameplay trailer was fantastic. That's great action packed combat. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing from February seems simple to pick up. Twenty twenty one. And I tell you what, a developer that you I loved, uh, the makers of Greedfall. Spider Studios revealed play that. their new next-gen game, Steel Rising. And we get a little teaser trailer here. And uh, Spider Studios, I love Greenfall. I just really hope that they fixed mouth and like voice acting. Because the vo- that was my main problem with Greenfall. The voice acting was shit. Absolute yeah, shit. Really bad. Could you just put on closed captioning and just turn the voice... Sound down. You, you would. It would be more or less. You could just listen to the sound, but don't look at the screen. Yeah, I can't do that. The it, it's takes just away that. the whole premise. Look, of being a video game. The gameplay. <laughs> look, the gameplay. There's more you can say on top of that. Look, gameplay, great graphics, stunning. It was a great game. It had. It actually got an award for the story. It was just the fucking graphics, man. You couldn't get the goddamn like lips from from Man TV. Up. Phil Phil Lamar. Mm. That, 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 I've never watched Man TV. Ah. Mm. No release date on this, but we do have a little tease. You play as Aegis, the a robot in female form. She identifies as a female robot uh, who serves okay. as bodyguard to. I can't make this, is this up. Her or is it? Yes, it look like this is her and. She serves as guard to Queen Maria Antoinette, and she is ordering you to end the massacre carried out by the robot army of her uh, her husband, King Louis the Sixteenth. Okay, and he seems to have gone mad. I don't know if you know history, but that kind of seems right. Uh, seven different kinds of gun types. And it's, you know, ranging from, you know, a fun little gun arm to real heavy weapons that can just kind of maul out uh, employees. Well, maybe employees. Uh, Maul out enemies. And it really kind of just seems like a really good game, but French Revolution with robots. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's like everything we always dreamed. King Louis had, you know, well, the French had King Louis, you know, English had, you know... 
It's like the enlightenment with, uh, with more violence. Okay, I, I'll go with that. But <laughs> they picked these period kind of pieces, but now they're just like, all right, Greedfall was cool. How we went, like you know, uh, English discovery of the new land, and you know, uh, kind of mystified it with the nature uh, with the natives. Well, how about we do a uh, French Revolution with robots? You know what, Chuck? You're getting a fucking raise. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's right along the same, you know, the same lines of that. So Ugh. I don't know. I'll play the French Revolution with robots. I played, you know, Christopher Columbus has a deadly disease. Yeah. I'll do that. That actually how happened in real life. Louis- <laughs> <laughs> syphilis, but. The next story is a little bit, well, a little bit more contagious because it comes out of China. But uh, the Chinese RPG Guanjun Three has sold 1.3 million copies. So and what's this in one single town or something? It's is that the third got- Sam. The third uh, game here is actually the only one with English subtitles. Okay, the game is set in a fantasy version of ancient China. Developed by Shanghai-based studio Aragon, uh, the original was the first Chinese-developed ga- video game to have a fully voiced main characters cast, and it was a huge hit. They even adapted it to a TV series called Swords of Legend. So this is now getting the third one. 1.3 million copies is the most in this game series, and it's the only one with subtitles that are in English, like I said, but it's also getting very positive reviews on Steam from English-speaking people. So if you love RPGs, it's a fantasy ancient China. Who so it's would, not based on real life Yeah, China. but China who would China's not, not like want that? that? I mean, I'd be impressed if China had those big pillars and structures. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's not it's not far it's out. It's not of far out now, yeah, but it's not far out <laughs> of the stretch. You know, we, we yeah. play we played nine versions of Dynasty Warriors. I yeah. think we can settle on this. And the too. cool part, okay. uh, the cool fact that I found about this story is that you don't actually need to know what's going on in the series for you to actually enjoy it because they this one will just kind of reference the previous ones and like little mini games and different little nods yeah. but it's its own standalone story Ooh. so yeah. you could you could pick it up now it and it's, it's you know it's a really good it's a really good find it looks very dynasty warriors-esque right now yeah and you know what the jrpgs have a huge market man i i you know i played a good a good bunch of them and they're a lot of fun Another thing that's a lot of fun are these four videos that popped out of Ubisoft Forward's live event online. And uh, the next big title's coming out like this one with uh, Gina Carlo. Giancarlo? Giancarlo. (laughs) You gotta roll the R. Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, He's gonna be your main big baddie coming out of the tropical island Yara for Far Cry 6. And, uh, you know... It's the last one was really good. The last Far Cry. Yeah, I mean, five you really like New yeah. Haven. Uh, no, well, five, right? Well, you probably played play both remember. of those. But Far Cry, one interesting. Over there yeah. On the other side of the camera. Yeah, one of those. But Far Cry was always a really good game. Um, I'm really interested to see where the story wise this one goes. It's being set. Uh, releasing February 18th, 2021, PS4, Xbox One, uh, Series X, PS5, PC, and Stadia. 
So they gave you a release date for all those because that's 2021. Of course, we still don't know when the exact date the consoles are dropping yet. But as we see from the next... uh, The Far Cry series is always so good. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, man. And look at these graphics. Yeah. It's just so good that, you know, like people were saying, what was it, Far Cry 2 was better than 3? Or like one of them had like insane... Physics and graphics. So the physics in one to two accelerated exponentially because one was just Far Cry, and then the kind of like the pseudo expansion when it went to 360 was Far Cry Predator. Yeah. So two actually introduced like when you throw when when you set something on fire like a, a grass like mm-hmm. dried grass. Yes. It actually expands. Yeah. And yeah. so that that didn't exist in Far Cry One and Predator. So. Two from a physics standpoint, one versus you know two was better than one, but three was just that. That was just an amazing story. I remember playing a little bit of three. Three, I remember three playing was three. A big, yeah, that was a big fu moment in the beginning. And four was in the Andes. Yep. But no, it wasn't New Horizon because New Horizon was. Uh, yeah, that five ended with the apocalypse, right? I didn't play five, so. Yeah, and then New Horizon is the one I believe that he played. But I'm really interested in the Far Cry series. I think you know they have solid enough story, and you know the gameplay is solid enough that it keeps meriting more games from Ubisoft. So you know, this one kind of fits fits the narrative in today's world too. They can't keep an upper exec, but they can make out some games. I'll tell you that they're not. They didn't announce anything about that whole sexual abuse executives getting fired thing. They're like, we're gonna weed the people out, and then we're just gonna we'll let you know later. They're, but they're focusing on the games. They did announce that they're going to do another event later on in the year, probably just giving you an update on where they're at and okay. what other games to be looking forward to. But it seems like digital... No, keep going down. Same story. Um, this next game, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And Valhalla um, shows off gameplay, finally. No release date for the next-gen consoles, but the last gen, I guess you could say, and PC, will be released on November 17th. But okay. as we're going through here, we see raids. We see a lot of the, you know, a lot of this gameplay, just a lot of people are saying as they're seeing it, and a lot of the uh, game sites are getting a couple hours to play with it. They're saying it feels a lot like Odyssey and Origins. It's just, if they take into account that Odyssey was too long and the faults that were with Origins and they keep evolving it, I think that this game is probably going to be game of the year. It's got okay. that potential because nothing else is really coming out that's good, this good. But you got your ship combat, uh, the paper thing that was in Black Flag, the okay. bring back, you know, and you sound your horn, you tell your people, we're raiding this town. And the cool part here is that you were just talking about the fires. I love this dynamic because it's all straw huts. Yep, you're invading England. This is the time of the Vikings invading, and now you just light a couple houses, roofs on fire, and now you got a whole, you know, Same or a whole concept. riot. They just build upon it, and it's just amazing. Could I be from Bevenbrook? Bevenbrook, you could name him Uhtred, <laughs> son of Uhtred, who's getting another season. That wasn't a story, but I figured I'd add it in there because we're talking about Vikings, and he was both. 
Oh, looks like it has uh, city building. Yeah, man, that's going to be your town, and you're going to be able to upgrade the uh, the okay. establishments. That's the you know center table to where you're going to be able to do all your war planning and shit. Yep. And you're going to be invading England, man. It's going to be. Uh, I love the premise of this game, and Assassin's Creed in itself has just always stepped up. The difference about this one is they got rid of the auto healing. Those two little bars that you see glowing above, they dem- as you move your bar down, it seems that kind of fills it back up. And it's 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 really weird, but I love that they don't just automatically fill your health again. It's where you can just yeah. shield off. It adds a little bit more difficulty to it, but they also... They're not relentless, you know. They still give you some so, other way of getting it up. I'm noticing Giggity. some different different mechanics mm-hmm. in Valhalla that have kind of crossed. Like, so we've already we've already like seen like the physics with the fire and, yeah. and, and invasion of that. But I'm also seeing some mechanics of uh, For Honor, which is another Ubisoft game. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the combat system. So this seems pretty yeah, cool. yeah. probably used one to develop the other. And the, the standard inventory here. Um, another thing I saw where just the the skill tree just looks massive, and it just looks amazing. But the unique enders that they have, to where they have like this Viking whip they show you. She wraps it around the person's neck and just takes the head off. Yeah, I just saw Man. it. The, the amazing enders. You can rock two shields if you want. You can rock two shields. They don't care. Yeah, they just put spikes on the end of the shields. And I did see another report saying that you can change genders at random. You want to be a cis? You want to be a zero? Go right ahead. Okay. Uh, I think I'm just going to... Pick one and stick with pick it. Pick one for continuity's sake. Yeah, but they're giving you a lot of options. I really see that they're trying to really evolve the Assassin's Creed outside of what we've seen before. Yeah. Giving you a lot of different things to really RPG it up. Cooking mechanic, too, I see. The, the character was cooking. Yeah. Exploration. Exploration. You know, you're going to be able to, you know, do raiding. You might as well be able to explore. And, of course, they also released uh, 4K wallpapers Okay, for your desktop. I did see that. And there, there was the article I saw on The Verge had, like, Legendary. this one. They had Odyssey. They had Origins. And they were all, like, 4K desktop papers. So if you go to The Verge, you can find a really cool Assassin's Creed wallpaper for you. But... Like everything I see, Stonehenge? yeah. Everything I Ooh. see, I just, I want this game now. Man. I don't yeah, want to have to wait amazing. until November. But it looks so good. It's going to look even amazing, even more amazing, rather, on the next gen consoles. And they just put so much into this that as long as you keep the Ooh. main story direct, castle reading. Oh yeah, like as long as you keep the main story direct and you give people the option of all these side quests, of raids and exploration and all that, this could be a solid game that you can still get a lot of hours in, but you're not going to be Requir- mandate. Yeah, requiring the taxation of time. Uh huh. So we'll have to see if this one turns out as well as I think it's going to do. Um, Ubisoft, you're you're pretty right when it comes to Assassin's Creed. Recently, we're not talking about Unity or Syndicate. Hyperscape Battle Royale, um, Kelly. I know that you've been pretty heavy into Warzone, but this is a futuristic battle royale, kind of reminiscent of like if you've seen um, Sword Art Online. 
kind of reminds me okay. of like that Ready Player One, mm-hmm. to where you're going into an alternate reality, to where there's like 90 players and you're all just trying to merc each other, and it it looks interesting. <laughs> um, the beta is already live. My only my only thing is they had a game like this before. It was called Brink, and it failed miserably. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, but now why didn't I like that? But now this is popular because it was multiplayer only. Oh yeah. Yes, it was multiplayer only, and it was such a good idea for a story that they just kind of dropped the ball. But this one, they're saying out the gate, this is a battle royale. You know, they're setting up the universe on how they thought. Oh, this was a good idea. They thought this was a good idea, and now you know, twenty fifty four, you see a lot more people congested in one area, and this is their escape. You pop on this little visor, and you go into this magical little it's world. Very Ready Player One ish. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like literally got about to say that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's right along that same vein. You missed the first story that we talked about, Kel, but Ready Player Two, the book, is being released and it's I finished that book in three days and I don't I'm not heavy like I don't mm-hmm. that's not my normal go to for entertainment. Yeah. Like I I'll still read but like I, I have still it. Re- I still need to read it. So I still read every day, but like I was so vested into that book that I I just plowed through that. Mm. Well, I never would have picked it up on my own. It came in a loot crate, and I'm so glad it did. Yeah! My buddy got it in a loot crate, and he gave it to me. And I was like, whatever, I'll read it. <laughs> I bought mine from Loot Vault for only $8, so, you know, same place. Well, when you guys are done with it, yeah, send it my way. <laughs> we still have your Game of Thrones trivia book. I have the I have the digital ebook. I can just send it to you. Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah, remember that? That was an end segment. It was Game of Thrones trivia that Kelly tried, and then he, yeah. he just forgot about I the book and left it here. I'm pretty sure your water bottle's still here too. It's here somewhere. Oh, yeah, it's by the I door. Left so many oh, he's got every, every, all three of you, fucking well, all two of you leave here. It's your house, but it all, all yeah. three of us leave I shit leave here. My couches, <laughs> my, the furniture everywhere, and my TV. He's How even paying I? for the electric here. I've seen it <laughs> all the time. You're welcome. Watch out, Johnson. I've seen it all the time. They break in and hang pictures of their family everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkle a little crack on them. Let's get out of here. <laughs> so, I'll tell you one other game that you're going to be looking out for, which is the final four, uh, fourth one of this, which is Watchdog Legions, man. I, I heard the premise when they announced it, and I thought it was absolutely ridiculous, but... Being able to switch from like a construction worker to an old woman to you know a security guard and being able to inter- infiltrate the system just, that way could I'm be interesting. Is this because the it, hacker game? Yes. that was really it was a real gigantic disappointment. Yeah, it was a big flop. The, 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 both the, of them. Like both. I, of, I thought it was a pretty good game. Well, Watchdog Two is now free. On uh, Ubisoft's uh, UPlay store. Okay. So you gotta go to the Ubisoft. Store. Yeah, you gotta go to the Ubisoft store. Yeah, it's alright. But the first two, in my opinion, just they're the first one. The first was a one was disappointment. a major disappointment. I didn't play two, the second one because of it. Two was an improvement from what I hear, but so they I, put jewels on the turd. They didn't just give you a turd. They they sparkled it with gold leaf. They bejeweled it. You know, one of the one of the one of the best and worst. Bedazzled. That's what they did. There were so many glitches that it was funny that we were like having competitions of see so you can find <laughs> the best time. Like you'd run over something with a car, and then the car yeah. would just start spinning and spinning and flying <laughs> the string. It's always fun to and find then, those. 
But this one's dropping October 29th for Xbox One, PS4, PlayStation, uh, PC, and Stadia. And it's taking place in London, where you can recruit anybody. This woman's very creepy, dealing with the black market, and she will sell your organs, or she'll sell you coke. She doesn't care. Either one. She'll also take your organs, which is where we see in the background uh, after here. Um, she keeps the slaves close, and uh, that one, yeah, she's going to be a slave for her. Not turning out well on her first day. But I still find it interesting that they're going this route to where you can kind of just kind of recruit anybody and build your own resistance against this already tumultuous situation going on in the city. All right. It looks, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, demos always, always look good. So. Uh, yeah, the trailer... The problem is they're not showing any at all kind of gameplay. It's all... Yeah, no. The story looks yeah. good. However, it's not... This may be in-game footage, but they're not showing you gameplay. Like, we saw a little bit of gameplay with the Val- Valhalla and even... Yeah. You know, at Far Cry, that was just an announcement trailer because it was already leaked online. The yeah, Mr. So. Carlo it was going to be <laughs> in it. Giancarlo. Jean. Um, but it looks like a great concept. Recruit everybody. They have their own kind of you know abilities and weapon specialties. So it could be good, man. Ubisoft they do put out some solid content occasionally. I am no okay. Comment. Assassin's Creed. Come on, Assassin's Creed. Yes, that's why I said occasionally. You know, it's like Bethesda. They're right like a broken clock. Yep. Twice a day, you know? Bethesda Everybody gets one. They do try. Bethesda. And Zemo Max. Yes. You see a lot of their stuff. Yeah, but theirs is broken on 11-11. They're making too many bushes. <laughs> yeah, that's why we had... I end. like this drone thing here with the construction guy, where he then he starts killing people with a nail gun. Right, yeah, crazy. but that's that's like very Denzel Washington in the, in, in the uh, yeah, equalizer. Yeah, that's that, why that movie. Yeah, was great. that's why it's awesome. Someone was smoking a fat joint, and they said they were watching the Equalizer. They're watching and like, Denzel movie. Right, going, you know what? I think we, we can put this into our game because it's Ubisoft. What's that, Cal? Not the, not the first time that the nail gun was used in the game, though. That's true. Uh, do you remember Manhunt? Was it, was it Fear? Remember Fear? Yes, Fear did it. Um... Manhunt did it too. Manhunt did it, but yeah. you could also kill somebody with a pencil or a plastic bag in Manhunt. So Manhunt not that was far off. a bit of a twisted game, yeah. and it had Brian Cox as the narrator. That was Rockstar from that. Yes. Oh my yeah. god! I was like, oh, it's Rockstar. This should be great. Yeah. What the fuck am I playing? D- yeah. It was still great, but <laughs> I made it almost. All, I made it about two thirds, three quarters of the way through, and they released the second one too. Yeah, really? I didn't play the second one. I played I didn't play the, second the second one. Yeah, I didn't play the second one because I didn't finish the first one. And you see yeah, the different, uh, the different how, abilities here with this one. How far did you make it on the first one? I made it uh, a little bit past about, the zoo. I was about seventy-five to eighty percent down. I just don't remember it anywhere because it was on the PS2. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time. A long time ago, and uh, hard drives long. Oh, just dusty sit on my no, I, I can I can find the the ROM for it and play it on my computer now. So if I really wanted to, yeah. I think you can still get it in uh, on the store. So and this oh, one yeah, on the uh, PS4 store. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, probably they put they a lot of stuff on the store. And murder. Oh, probably it's Rockstar. They're going to put everything in their catalog up, you know. So we'll have to look out for this one a lot, like this next story. Somebody looked out for this one. The sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers breaks the record for the most expensive game ever 
sold. It's still, it hasn't been opened. I had that game. It hasn't been opened, and the thing that makes this one Funko Land gave me two cents for it, because it didn't have Dog Hunt attached. Well, the thing that made this one so special, one, it's unopened, but it also has the cardboard uh, placeholder. It has a little cardboard, you know, hang tag, but it's underneath the plastic wrapping, making it useless. But... That's why this one is so special. The Heritage Auction sold it for $114,000. Last year, a similar copy sold for $100,150. Yeah, six, about 70000 for Mike Tyson Punch-Out. But and he's going to be unsealed, un- Yeah, unsealed. And this one, like I said, it was sealed in plastic with the cardboard hang tag in there, and that's why it was so valuable. But still, that jumped up about fourteen grand, a little under fourteen grand in a year. So it's $114,000. Somebody paid for that at an auction. And they ranked it a 9.4 out of 10. Wow. Oh my god! So there's a that means there's a better co- better looking copy out there than that. If you had a ten out of ten, you may, maybe one fifty. If you kept it in a climate controlled sealed yeah. vault that That's monitored insane. the That's humidity and fourteen the barometric pressure, something that was never played. And you're not going to open it. No, you're not. No, <laughs> it's you just look at it. It could be empty. It, I would I would just put it. I would literally be holding it this entire podcast. Now you put it in a safe deposit box. <laughs> That's what you're doing with it. Like my God, you know, you know, like, like sixty years down the road, this game's going to appreciate in value. The skyrocket, man. Because for the one person who bought it, yeah, yeah. Or or <laughs> it just gets passed down as a family heirloom. Yeah, but not everyone is going to necessarily appreciate it. Yeah, no. That, that you're. You, I hand this to you, son. That's great. I'm going to sell this right away. I have no faith in the future generation. No, but, I don't. I mean, Super Mario Brothers hitting that top mark, man. Most expensive game ever sold. Ever sold, man. That that brings me to an idea for an end segment. Okay. So, Super Mario Brothers, obviously a classic game. Yes. You know, in the hierarchy and the Hall of Fame forever in video games. So, there is an opposite to that. Which is a really bad game. So, I I had an idea of kids. What if? What if you could reboot one bad game? And the caveat is that it would be better than the original. What game and why, kids? My immediate thought is State of Emergency. Yeah, it could have been so good. We can do so such a better game with that now, especially like what what they did with Dead Rising. Yeah, yeah. you could do. Such yeah, a you could make it quarantine themed now. Oh yeah, like you know, state of emergency, pandemic. You only have to call it two, just pandemic. <laughs> and we'll Maybe see it in a underlined in red. Death so I, like, I like your state of emergency, and that was like one of the ones I was thinking of as well, but. I wouldn't be myself if I didn't go my comical route. And I'm going to go with Shaq Fu. Wow. Shaq Fu. You didn't like that one? All right. No, it was horrible. But, all right, Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu Fu was a horrible game. (laughs) Yeah. It had actually really good graphics for the time. Uh, Actually, decent graphics for the time. That was Sega, right? 
And Super Nintendo. Yeah. And Super Nintendo and the Sega version uh, obviously like reigns Nintendo, supreme. Like Game, Game Gear, Game Boy, and Omega. Ooh, I have two. Yeah. Okay, so Shaq Fu is good. I'm still sticking with my state of emergency. I think those are two solid ones right there. Big Brother, what are what what do you what do you what are you cooking over there? Et. All right. <laughs> You're gonna go low. Go as low as you can go. <laughs> if you sneeze in a plastic bag, it's still better than what ET yes. produced. This this oh. crinkled can is my version <laughs> of ET. There you go. Everybody enjoy. Still sold fifty thousand copies. <laughs> or yeah, they found a. A dump site. It was like in Arizona or Mexico, somewhere. somewhere, somewhere in the desert where nobody goes for a good reason. But they found a whole catch of ET copies for like Atari. It was all of them. Just they couldn't sell them, so they just dumped them in the desert. Yeah, that doesn't. That is me. literally the worst game I yeah. think ever. I think it was the worst game. That's why I thought of it ever. I, or. I, I gotta say, that's a good one. I have another one. Okay. Superman 64. Damn! Yep. I got you beat, though. I know that. I mean, I got envy, but I got the Superman sixty four. That's a good. That's a good fucking. I mean, we've all. Every single person has wanted a Superman game with like open world. I mean, all the crimes were like they were only ever robbing the same armored truck. Well, even that one that. The failed Superman game that we reported to where it was like a Kryptonian city in a bottle and you were slowly yeah, getting your yeah. superpowers back to control the situation. Like, why don't you make this? <laughs> so, Licensing? Old man, what are you thinking? Got two for you. Yeah. Two human. Oh, fuck. Damn. <laughs> oh, the... The game that was worse than any root canal. Too human. Yes. So long awaited. So long awaited on multiple consoles. And when it came out, I bought it at midnight. I went out and bought it at fucking midnight. I played that. I love it. Because you called me. You're like, dude, I got the game. I'm like, yeah. Well, me and Bob went and got it together. (laughs) And then I went back and I started playing it. And I was just like, oh my god. Because that's my immediate reaction once I see a good act, uh, like a game that has solid gameplay. Like, oh my god, it's great! And then I get into it, I'm like, this sucks! <laughs> so, yeah, I really wanted to like that one. And yeah, you got me beat on that one. I went uh, with my go to The other one would be Mass Effect Drama. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't agree with that. I don't yeah, want an, anything else from that fucking galaxy. No, you give me something I, else, Mass you said, Effect. You said, you said Don't give me anything from it. that one. You said to remake it. I just wouldn't. I'm be, still I judging that very harshly. I'm not very remaking Andromeda. I'm just going to remake the new the new Mass Effect game to be something actually better. All right. Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. That's cr- that's creative directed freedom. I'll allow that. So I'll. I'll all right. I mean, if okay. you're going to throw out Rockstar Table Tennis at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about I don't know maybe uh, that one oh god there was a Mario teaching you to type game Ma- Mario there was a Mario tele- type one. Mario type Mario but, yeah I remember what you talked there about there was like Mario a Mario typing. type game they, yeah it was a, I think it was like a Northly thing because they had a Super typing Nintendo. class yeah and it was and yeah no I remember the teacher it. would always tell you put the hands on the home rows and you had a little manila folder that covered your hands and Mario taught you how to type 
Mario never taught me how to. There we go. I, I don't. Boom. That way. Say somebody remembers it. But Deep pull, man. Thank Deep you, pull. person a whose tool, name is too small for me to yeah. see. But that's been there. But I really, uh, oh, okay. I like, I like uh, the end segment well, here. But ultimately, oh. I gotta say, everybody had some good stuff. Katarina, I know you said you're not really into gaming, but you did say you play some mobile games. So pick one just out of your rapids wall. I um. Since I don't have my Alienware anymore, I don't really game. When I did game, I was a PC gamer. And one of the games that I beta tested that I really didn't love and I wish that um, it had been better was uh, Lord of the Rings Online. Mm, yeah. I heard yeah. that wasn't very good. Especially in the land of all the uh, MMOs from fantasy, you know, kind of lore, book-wise, sci-fi and everything, we've gotten a good Star Wars MMO, we got a good Elder Scrolls MMO, and then there's Lord of the Rings. Fan- <laughs> Final Fantasy... I was so excited to be Had a beta tester for that, and then I logged in and I was like, hmm. Yeah. Even the original Lord of the, game, Lord of the Rings game for PC that was like real old, mm-hmm. that, I wish they could remake that one too, because that was really, that was like fun, but you didn't know yeah. what the hell to do on it. What, the, uh, the RTS or the actual like adventure game? Adventure game. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that'd be good. There was another one, actually, Dragon Ball Z. They had it was uh, they were trying to take on the action adventure format. It didn't work, but Legacy of Goku for Game Boy Advance. Well, no, that I actually like that one. Fuck you, but no, there was a different one that was on consoles. I want to say it was around 360 era, but there was another one that they really tried, but it just Rising Blast or something. It, like that. it was no Raging Blast was an amazing fighting game. This was just an action. I think I know which one you're talking about. I, I just don't Jump remember Force? the name of it. Jump, not Jump Force. Jump Force is a fighting game. This was strictly like your Goku. Xenoverse. No, uh, Xenoverse is. Wow, that's still before. technically a fighting game too. Before it, that, right? it was before. It was before Xenoverse. Before Raging Blast. Got we do have computers. No, um, well, it's no, it's still the '80s. You have to guess. Right, so what was that comedian we were watching? Oh, we were just like, I went to the Mark Marin. Yeah. I went to the library. It was George Washington Carver, man. George Washington Carver. Are you, you okay? okay? <laughs> I'm in the library. Let me know if you need to know anything ultimate else. Ultimate Tykenshu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ultimate. Ultimate Tykenshu. Tenkachi. Tenkachi. Yeah. Uh, it may be that one. I think. Still want to say that that's a fighting game. Hang on. Then you had uh, first limit. Yeah, no, Battle, Battle of Z. Yeah, Sa- uh, Sagas. No, it was, it was Sagas. That may have been it. Raging Blast. Yeah, Raging Blast and Raging Blast Two were dope. It may have been Sa- Dragon Ball Sagas. Adventure. Okay. Yeah. Back of the Saiyans. Dragon Ball GT Final Bout was a good. PS1 fighting game. Yeah. Because Dragon Ball Z, that's hairy because there was a lot of games released out in Japan that weren't released in America and all that, but there was that action-adventure Dragon Ball game that it was, you know, Xbox 360 region. I got it. It, I I do believe it was Sega's because I was excited for it, and it fucking shit the bed. And if they kind of... Sega's? I'll go Sega's. Sounds better with Sega. (laughs) You You want that... You want that copyright in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
This has been an excellent end segment, and we always end off this podcast the same goddamn way. That's with the thank yous. We want to thank Moisel Robinson and Dan McBride for liking the Let's Play with your perjangers at part seven. We called it part six when we were filming it because we were wrong. So we're going to call the next one part 12 just yes. to make up for it with a little long division. So, you know, that's a different way to do it. We also want to thank Corey Vance for sharing out the yesterday's Lug Nuts podcast. And, uh, of course, Audra Rounds for liking Lug Nuts. Amanda Meller for liking last week's Triforce podcast and sharing that out. And, of course, we always thank our main man, Bob, for watching in the background. So, uh... That's been another Bang Up Podcast for the books. I am one Matthew Bucarell, the Madman. To my left is Stephen Bucarell, big brother. To my right. On the floor is Linky Doodle. (laughs) Passed out. And to my right is back in studio one Mr. Christopher Bristow, the old man, in the Walljanger box. We could call it the Walljanger box. Not quarantine. They're not sick. In the Walljanger box, we have... Kelly Collins, our Iron Kelly, and... So you mean the testing negative box. Katarina Thermoscara, Cat Go Google. We're not going to uh, apply the n- connotation that they tested negative of anything. We don't know. I think positively, besides HIV. So, that's your tip for the week. Um, this is, of course, a long, drawn-out goodbye. And remember, we'll see you next week. Game on, boys and girls! Bye-bye! It's the two bobs. Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Master and an apprentice. Stick yeah, around. But it's not a true... Yeah, no, no. Leave it, leave it. No! No! Come on, we can do a James Brown tour for six months after he was dead. I mean, you can just listen to the sound, but don't look at the screen. Yeah, I can't do that. The, it, it's well, just that. the whole premise look, of being a video game. Well, how about we do uh, French Revolution with robots? You know what, Chuck? Forget Pizza. Pizza. It's back on. It's back on. Oh, you just mucked up the whole curtain system. Grab both of them. I don't grab both. No, you did. You did. Yeah, so look, there's a brown and a green. Window. I can see out the window. I'll fix it later. That's fine, you noob. This is Connor and Maisie on, on the Alexa. Did he say falafels? Yes, they said falafels. And poopy? Falafel feet. Okay. This is a lot like being at work. God bless both of you. But we are live. And this is Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation of the Triforce podcast, of course. I am Matthew Bucarell, the Matt Man. To my left is Steve Bucarell, Big Brother. Wow, we can really zoom in a little bit on that camera. Adapting on the fly. Ah, <laughs> 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 it's moving!
Oh, yeah, and we gotta turn that off. We entrusted you with this. And you didn't follow Let orders! Down. God, you know, this is actually a perfect we'll intro. We'll just edit this out. This will be in the outro. So, of course... Where they could like, <laughs> like, share, subscribe. Oh, you, you still yeah, think you're going to go here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no, we're going to end it. Oh, God. Oh, Most God. importantly, turn the air conditioner on. <sighs> so, Bye. they're going to click my head to subscribe. They're going to find all the Triforce podcasts over there. And they're going to find all the very best lug, well, for Jangers and Wallhangers video for you. And as our main man, Connor, says... Bye, punch! Bye! <laughs>